energy performance certificates, improving your ratings, and what you can do if you're a landlord or if you're a homeowner in the UK. As we mentioned in a different podcast, net zero housing by 2035 is a massive initiative uh, we've got at the moment. The government are still hell bent on having an EPC rating of C by 2025, although other reports such as the Resolution Foundation have suggested that it should be pushed to 2035 instead. The government are hell bent on having it at 2025, which are not sustainable in my opinion. That being said, we should still be able to work our way towards these targets. What's an EPC rating? An energy performance certificate rating basically outlines how energy efficient your home is, uh, the, the software that's used by ourselves. Uh, for example, I can produce EPCs in the UK, uh, domestic energy assessors as we're called, DEAs. A certificate is anywhere from A to G. So if you've got a G rating, you are incredibly energy inefficient. If you've got an A rating, you are very energy efficient. The minimum energy efficiency standards, MEES, known as MEES, are set and enforced by the government. The standard applies to all residential properties that are legally required to have an energy certificate, EPC. And at the moment, current regulations say that if a property with an F or G rating is, you know, unable to let it basically, and for 2025, all newly rented properties in England and Wales will be required to have an EPC rating of band C or above. Uh, from December 2028, this applies to all rented properties. On top of that, chuck in a bit of net zero carbon housing by 2035 as well. And it all sounds like we're moving in the right direction. However, as we've covered before on other podcasts, a concern for people is that how they're going to afford to do this because retrofitting homes is not cheap and it seems to be at the moment that if you are a homeowner then the government are doing their absolute finest to try and subsidize where possible but if you're a landlord uh, in quite a few areas they're not interested it's up to the landlord to do that biggest challenges that we have are a lot of housing stock in the UK are solid brick properties, rows and rows of terrace properties. They are very difficult to insulate and they're not necessarily cost effective to insulate either because they are predominantly solid brick, i.e. there is no insulation there. It's exactly what it says in the tin. It's just solid brick. So retrofitting those older properties to make them more energy efficient, incredibly expensive probably not worth it in most people's eyes, and that's a sentiment I agree with. But the purpose of this podcast is to say, or give you ideas of how you can look at either your own home, if you're a landlord, how you can look at insulating moving forwards. Now, improving your EPC rating, it, that's easier. It, it sounds easy, but it's not because there's a lot of determining factors that make up an energy efficiency rating. It's not just about the, the walls as such. The biggest determining factor at the time of recording this 
is the year that the, the home was built. So if you are dealing with a home that was built in 1900, the chances are, depending on what other things are like in that home, the chances are your energy rating is going to be lower than, say, a home that was built in 1970s, for example. So the biggest determining factor at the moment is the age of the home, when the home was built. But there are loads of ways to improve an energy performance rating. So when we do energy certificates, we're always looking out for the following things. Lighting. What's your lighting like? So uh, do you have our really old light bulbs or do you have LEDs? If you've got LEDs installed throughout your home, that will improve your energy efficiency rating. Loft insulation. Loft insulation is crucial. If you have a loft space, what's the insulation like? Is it accessible? In order to get the better rating, you need to make sure your loft is accessible and that a surveyor can go up and have a look. And even then, uh, having insulation from about 250, 300 mil is very good. I have done homes where the insulation has been higher, but you need to make sure that when an energy rating's done, that the assessor has access to the loft. And if you've got poor loft insulation up there, get some installed. It's a, it's a job I wouldn't want to do because I'm allergic to wool, but actually it's not an expensive job to get done either, i.e. having more loft insulation installed. If you've got a room in the roof, so let's just say that you're living in a home that's been built into the attic space or the attic's been converted, the energy assessor is gonna to need to see proof of that. Now, if you've applied via the council, then that, that does help. If you haven't applied by the council, we've done it a bit cheekily, uh, I'll leave you to discuss that with the surveyor. Otherwise, us surveyors have to go on uh, when the home was built. So we have to make the assumption it was built like that. And that can have a negative impact on your energy performance certificate rating. So again, with your room in the roof, do you have proof of insulation? If not, is there a, a hatch that goes into the eaves that the surveyor can then see the insulation? If they can do that, yes, that's gonna help you because it means that that can be recorded better. If there is no access, that's gonna work against you and your energy performance certificate rating. Draft proofing. If you're living in a bit of an old school, um, old school house, old school home, do you have draft proofing on your, on your windows and your doors? If you do, that's gonna add a couple of points possibly to your rating. Replacing your boiler. Now this is easier said than done, but if, you are, if you've got a really old gas boiler or you've got a back boiler, then getting an up-to-date condensing combi boiler is really gonna help. That's gonna improve your rating significantly. Even more so, boilers will come with a thing called a GC code. If the energy assessor has that GC code, that's gonna really help the energy performance certificate rating. So try and get that GC code ready for the survey, that will help. If you've got a mains gas condensing combi boiler, you will have a much better energy performance certificate rating. The software and systems at the moment do not like electric only systems. So if you've got economy seven and you're all electric and you've got an immersion tank, etc., chances are your rating is gonna be quite low. The same if you are operating on um, bulk gas, bottle gas, your rating is gonna be very low. Uh, also, if you're operating on oil, your rating is gonna be very low. The system, the software at the moment is geared towards mains gas being the most 
energy efficient thing that you can have in your home. But replacing your boiler, having an up-to-date boiler is gonna make a significant impact um, to your rating. Solar panels, again, this is where you can understand this is starting to get tricky because it's okay saying solar panels, but then unless you've got grants to do that, you're probably not gonna be sitting on the cash to do it. But having solar panels installed and having all that equipment connected to your electricity meter, again, that makes a huge difference to an energy performance certificate rating. It's not always applicable. If you live in a, a flat, I understand you might not have solar panels, or if you're on a flat roof, it might not be applicable. But if you've got a roof that points in a decent direction, i.e. south or southwest or southeast, chances are having your panels put on, very good. If you have panels put on and then you can have solar water heating installed, again, not a cheap thing to install, then that's gonna make a massive impact on your rating. Uh, I done an EPC a little while ago where the customer had, had solar panels installed on about 50% of their roof. They also had solar water heating installed. They had a mains gas boiler as well. Their EPC rating came out at an A. It's the first A I've ever done on an energy certificate rating, so I was quite impressed with that. But it's rare to get an A rating. Another measure that you can do is internal or external wall insulation. Again, if you've got a cavity wall, so you've got a brick on the outside, you've got a gap in the middle and then the breeze block, having cavity wall installation installed is, is okay. It doesn't cost as much as having external wall installation done or internal wall insulation. Again, having those insulation uh, methods installed will help the rating. It also helps to keep the heat in the home a lot more. And the same with floor insulation. Now, if you've got a suspended timber floor, you've got a gap underneath that floor, the chances are you can have your floor pulled up and you can have insulation installed underneath. It's normally the same thing that goes up in your loft, but it's put in a net and it's put under the timbers and that will help. If you've got a solid floor, it becomes a lot trickier. Uh, again, it normally involves either the floor going up or your carpets going up, laying some insulation down and then putting things back down onto the floor. So they're the seven different things that you can do. Or if you've got an older boiler and you've got an immersion tank and you've got an immersion system, make sure that it has a room thermostat. So make sure there's a, a cylinder thermostat that will help your rating. If it's not insulated, make sure that tank is insulated. If it's already insulated, maybe think about putting more insulation on it. These little things will help rating. If you're in electric only area, you might want to look at installing high heat retention storage heaters or a dual immersion cylinder. Again, this sounds okay, but I'd advise maybe against that because high heat retention storage heaters might actually use more electric at the moment. And with the cost of electric continuously going up, actually it, that might not be worth the investment. It might improve your energy rating, but it might make your running costs a lot higher. Very difficult when you put it like that. But in a nutshell, whether you're looking at your own home whether you are looking at a, a property that you might own, uh, having an energy performance certificate rating is, is useful. And there are ways that you can improve that. 
ultimately the more information that the surveyor can see on the day, the more that can work in your favour. And there are little things that you can do that can make differences to the rating. But ultimately with this drive towards eco-friendly housing and net zero housing by 2035 and all of that, a lot of the measures require quite a substantial amount of capital and a lot of people do not have that capital ready to go. And even if they did, they're probably not thinking about improving their energy rating. They're more than likely thinking about going on holiday or you know saving for the kids to go to university or whatever it might be. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's really, I say, it's down to the government because if people keep pushing this net zero housing and carbon this and carbon that, ultimately, I say the government's going to have to pay for it. They're going to have to fork out the funds somehow, but ultimately that might mean more currency creation, which leads to higher inflation. Or if they're footing the bill now, that means you, I, you know, future generations are ultimately going to probably be paying that back in tax, I imagine. So quick summary, how to improve your energy performance certificate rating, uh, replace your boiler, mains gases are way forward. If you're not able to do that, at least make sure you've got the GC code available for the surveyor, because that will help. If you've got single glazed windows, replace them for double glazing. Uh, UPVC frames are better than wooden frames and aluminium frames. Solar panels, solar water heating. If you're getting that done, make sure that's all connected to your electricity meter. External or internal wall insulation as well. Uh, they're the more expensive things to do. Other things that you can do, loft insulation, room in the roof insulation, make sure there's proof, make sure that these areas are accessible to the surveyor, that will help you. Low energy lighting, put LEDs throughout your home, that will help. Draft proofing, uh, your windows and doors as well, especially the doors, that'd be very, very useful. Also, uh, retro installing floor insulation can help as well. Easier if it's suspended timber, can be done if it's a solid floor, um, but not as easy as it is with suspended timber. So hopefully that helps. That's where we're at at the moment. Uh, this applies again if you're a landlord or if you are a homeowner, uh, you should be thinking about these things moving forward. Ultimately, again, you know, we should all be a little bit more aware and more socially conscious. So I do agree with a sentiment slightly, but the way it's been forced down our throats isn't necessarily uh, the best thing in my opinion. But that being said, from an energy point of view, hopefully these things help and hopefully there's some extra information there that helps you if you're getting a new energy certificate and you're speaking to the assessor, there are other things that you can do that's gonna help the assessor as well and that will hopefully positively impact your energy performance certificate rating.